you. And now. About to witness. The awesome man. A crushing eye. My time of you, yes, Robinson. Show, show Well, welcome, my friends, to a show that seemingly apparently never ends. BGS Robinson Show Stop, but this is version uh, a two, a four, a one of the showstopper. A distinctly non non-distinct departure, but not strange for anybody who paid attention to the show for the past, oh, I don't know. 14 years. Has it been 14? 15 years. Well, technically, it was a, uh, a, a, a knuckle-up continuation showstopper. Long-time listeners know this is how it always used to happen. But first, let's let Bob Riley sing us in, as he has every week since 2007. Intro, All of Nothing is the name of the song, off the Calling of the Just. Still available from Revelation Records in Huntington Beach, California where they hit your car with a hammer, shoot you to death in a nightclub, and run your mayor pro tem out of town. Go to Revelation Records, search Stigmata, the calling of the just, if you want to hear the whole rest of the record versus the three minutes that start the show. But listen. I'm taking a real good look at you. I'm taking a real good look at your face. So being paid back in full, always nothing. All right, my friends. Uh, uh, so uh, first of all, well, we'll get to that. Let's get the commercials out of the way. For those of you listening, uh, the, the ways that you can sponsor the show are now amazingly few. Eugene-Robinson-28, and I think that's either Venmo or Cash App. I can never remember which one. Uh, the other one is Planet Oxbow, uh, capital P, Planet uh, Oxbow, capital O, O-X-B-O-W. Or if you want to go patreon.com slash the stomper, you can do that as well. Uh, I, I'm discouraging you sending stuff through the mail because I'm trying to get less mail to come to the post box. And I'm discouraging you uh, from using PayPal because I don't like PayPal because they have that whole $2,000 thing where they can just charge you if they feel like it. no explanation needed. Commercials are done. Hey, Mr. Robinson, like where you, you're not, you don't have the caveman guy. You're not at home. No, I'm not at home. Which is not an excuse to go rob my house because there are people at the house. FYI, I am just not there. People with guns at the house, FYI, 
just me with guns here, separate. Anyway, I, I am filming, uh, I'll tell you what we've been doing. Oxbow in preparation for the release of Love's Holiday. Last weekend, the show was delayed until Monday because, why? Because we did 16 versions of the same song, making a music video for a song called Icy White and Crystalline off of the uh, 2023 Oxbow release, uh, Love's Holiday. And then during the week, we did interviews for a mini documentary that will kick it off instead of the Thin Black Book, the companion volume to the Thin Black Duke that we had last time. We're doing a mini doc that goes along and pre-explains to you um, in, insofar as we're possible how Love's Holiday is different and what kind of headphones you should use to listen to it. And by headphones, I don't mean earbuds. Headspace. So today we are recording a music video for Dead Ahead, another song off of Love's Holiday. Later on in the week, we're doing a, 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 a third video, fourth video for the same record for a song called The Night the Room Started Burning. And then we get a little bit of a break until January. Uh-huh. So, uh, uh, and if you've been paying attention to Mr. Sleep 3, number three at Instagram, you know I just put up there about the, the memoir. You can pre-order the memoir. Pre-order it now. You don't have to think about it. You just pre-order it now. You don't. Have, if you don't want to do it through Amazon, the link is there. There's a book, bookshop.org, another more pro-social thing. You're not putting money into the pockets of a billionaire Bezos. Uh, soon to be known as God. I just, his emotional ability, it just seems a little bit saner than the muskcat. So muskcat, muskrat. So um, so that's what's ha happening uh, uh, on that count. Uh, downstairs, I'm not going to ruin the video for you, but I am in character. I'm barely in character for the video. He's just, because he said, just show up. <laughs> just show up. So uh, I don't have the pipe, but I do have my talisman. And this came to me courtesy of Ryan Kent. One, I need it because my leg hurts. And two, Ryan Kent said, hey, listen, hey, I got a record coming out. I want to do a different type of spoken word record. I go, what do you want to do? He goes, I want to have people who I like read my poems on a record. And I was like, that's a good idea. So he's got me. He's got Randy Blythe from Lamb of God. I think he's got Mike Williams from I Hate God. You see a theme emerging here, and we all read his poems for this record. And he goes, well, what do I pay you, man? And I go, pay. Hmm. That's interesting. Well, you know, pay is something that you do in order to give me something that you think I'll really like. But I want you just to feel free to give me something that you believe that I'll really like. This was a lot more difficult than pay. $50 is $50. $100 is $100. It's simple. It's, it's the simplest trans transaction possible. If you're wondering why I'm talking funny, I have to tell you it's because the inside of my mouth is a wreck. I've, I've got a new mouthpiece. It's called Bulletproof. Apparently not. I've decided the inside of my mouth is getting too cut up from jujitsu, so I need to use a mouthpiece. Guy knees me right here in, in, the, in the lip. Well, I'm glad I had that mouthpiece. So though my lips don't look like Robbie Lawler's, 
I can't imagine the misery he endured, but it's causing me to sleep funny. Then I bite my tongue. So the whole everything, the tongue, the inside of the mouth, the cheek, everything is 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 aflame. And that's why I'm talking funny. I should just keep my mouth piecing all the time because you never know. So, so, um, so the point is, uh, the downstairs and we're in a theater, the second theater we've been in small theaters now because of COVID are hurting. So they're, they're more than perfectly willing and happy to, um, to actually like rent space out to you to use for your videos. And like Aaron from Sumac once said about the new Oxbow record, about every Oxbow record that he's been involved with, it's typically always everything that I hoped for, but not what I expected. Love's Holiday is no different. The memoir, however, is <laughs> I have to let you know for those who listen to the show. You know, I, maybe you see these movies with writers or sitting at their computers or their typewriters and they're, you know, and they're wheeling around and they're putting a the pencil in their mouth and they're, they're looking at the sky and there's all this drama connected to it. And then they're ripping the paper out of the typewriter and wadding it up and throwing it again and taking little notes in the columns. That's not the way it works. In fact, I'm sitting right in front of the same computer I'm using to talk to you on now. And I five in the morning, midnight, two in the morning. <laughs> this, is, this is the process by which, and each time I came to a turn in the road, you understand being in, in, in music and being a musician, you somehow feel this compulsion to be political, right? I'll give you an example. Nick Cave has an all-time famous quote, I'm forever at a party and there's some shit on the stereo and when I ask who it is, it's the Red Hot Chili Peppers. The Red Hot Chili Peppers finally read this quote. It gets sent around enough time. And then Flea goes on record and says, well, you know, that really makes me sad because I'm a huge Nick Cave fan. I've loved all of this stuff. And, you know, I kind of hope he would like my music too, but he doesn't. But I can live with that because I still love Nick Cave. Okay, so Nick Cave, now the newly Christianized Nick Cave, he starts to feel a little bit bad. Anton LaVey said at best, popularity has killed more people than anything. He starts to feel a little bit bit. He talks to Warren Ellis in his band. And next thing you know, Flea is on stage with uh, with uh, Nick Cave. Doing his same monkey jumping, bass playing, slapping stuff. Okay. Okay. So I come to these forks in the road with this with this thing. And I'm like... You know, you never know who likes you, doesn't like you. You know, you never know. You just, you know, it's it's always nice to be nice. You know, it's uh, the political is not the word that I'm looking for. Men discreet is not the word really I'm looking for. But you know, you just, you know, Sinatra says it best: keep the party polite. But you know where you don't have to keep the party polite? Your fucking house. Like Evander Holyfield once told me, you want to dig a hole in the ground and poop in the hole in the ground, whatever. You don't do what you want. It's your house. Memoir, I've never seen a memoir not have memoir in the title. I've never seen a memoir not say memoir on the cover or the spine. In other words, what somebody has done is open a fucking window and let you peep into their house. And if you don't like what's in there, Woe betide you. 
Don't buy the book. So each time I came to the came to a fork in the road where I could say I could describe how I, this I, what I really think about this person, or I could go the you know the politesse of where I've been the last twenty five fucking years in this music alternative music space and just kind of give the okie doke ah, you know he's a good guy. I could do Mike Fox from Los Overdados. I love Mike Fox from Los Overdados. I never succeeded in getting him to talk shit about anybody up to and including Hitler. Take a drink. I was obsessed with getting him to talk shit. He's like, oh, you know, Hitler, you know. I mean, fundamentally, Mike Fox made up his life a truism of, of Mary Wollencraft's thing. No person consciously does evil, which is always falsely attributed, I think, to Aristotle. Nobody consciously does evil. Everybody thinks they were doing the right thing. They're doing the best. And Mike Fox wants to see the best in that whatever people. I, okay, that's fine. That's not me. And as I got like 100 pages into the book, I'm like, you know what? You know what would be really emotionally satisfying? You, you, I've said, if people get in trouble, I'm dying for that guy to step up to the podium and go, so you got me. There's a corollary to that. And the corollary to that is like, you know what? You want to know what I think? You want to know what I really think? I've made the claim that the voices on this show and if the shoes fit, uh, specifically this show maybe, these are the last, and the Substack are the last truly free voices in America to, to lift a line from Cabaret Voltaire, who lifted it from Dr. Gene Scott. The more I can exist in that space, the happier I'm going to be. And the reality of it is, as people get older, they do more of that shit. My friend Camille's grandmother would just burst out at dinner for apropos for no reason as she got older. Right up the ass. Now she, a couple of things. She was not senile, did not have dementia, but she was also suddenly keenly aware of the fact that she was old enough that she could do whatever the fuck she wanted. And that included telling people about anal sex at fucking holiday dinners just because she felt like it. Fuck the world. So when I came to that fork in the road writing this fucking thing, I was like, ah, no one will be spared. No a one. No one. <laughs> and you know what? Let the chips fall for the, where they may. And I, I was ranting about it to somebody. Else. I go, what are they going to do to me? What are they going to do? They're going to beat me up? You're going to beat me up? Are you not going to be my friend? That, that's what's going to happen. You're not going to be my pal anymore. Oh, you're not going to give my band shows. You're not going to help me. You mean like all the other years you've been helping me. You're not going to help me more. The fuck out of here. This is it. This is it. <laughs> what I'm telling you now, stand on it. Bank on it. And I, I tell you, and I and I tell you this in, in a moment where we could see finally some sort of strange unanimity in, in, in a universe of you know brown nosing suck ups uh, uh, of cage side hungering losers who will just do about anything that that the bald one says just to get that 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 just to get that little laminate so they can feel special as they sit in their free seat in Vegas. Finally, there was some unanimity of purpose. 
And the unanimity of purpose kind of coalesced around Patty the Sucky, I mean the baddie, <laughs> in the UFC fight last night that we paid for. Patty, the net, look, he does have until Wednesday, but never have I seen somebody. What is that line from uh, Tom Wolf's to Do the Right Thing? Uh, it's not too long. <laughs> that's funny uh anyway that tom wolf book uh not all the right moves you know talk about the navy guys you navy guys you go in there you all look different you all come out you all look the same how's that scared you guys come into the oofc you all look different how do you come out cheese eating you've now joined a very special club mr pimblet you and Sugar Shane O'Malley and Wes Sims and and uh, 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 Sage Northbutt. What? Northbutt? What? Northbutt? What? You guys can uh, sit around and, and re hey, remember when they gave me that gimme fight? Yeah, yeah. Who, who else? Who else is on that list? There, you know, and and the contrast is stark. Because you have the Polish power, Jan Blachowicz, who says, nah, 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 nah. I don't know what the judges are doing. That's fine. I'm not a judge. I'm kind of addled in my head. But I didn't win this fight. I didn't win this fight. You know how they say at the end of a fight, they say, don't leave it in the hands of the judges? Most people think that that stops when the, the, the judge's decision is made. Blachowicz made it aggressively apparent that that's not where it stops. It stops where I say it stops. He stands up, raises uh, Agalab's hand and goes, that guy won. I don't know what those fucking idiots who have never fought a minute in the cage in their lives sitting on the outside. I don't know what the fuck Doug Crosby or Sal D'Amato or these guys who are older than the fucking dirt. What they saw, were they nodding off? Had they had their pudding? I don't know. Were they hurrying to shuffleboard later or bingo? I don't know. Whatever they fucking saw. It's not what happened in here. And I had the closest seat. That's a man. That's how you handle it. That's how Blahovitz handled it. And he was a man. Now, Patty the Sucky, let's give him until Wednesday. You know, you can do crazy things. He's a young guy. He can do. I Listen, he walked in there and I love the guy. 15 minutes later, fuck you, Patty the Sucky. Because either way you slice or dice this, if you believe you actually won, you're a deluded fucking fool. If you're a true believer, if you're cynically, opportunistically fucking playing this for your advantage, you're a, a the worst kind of scum sucking piece of shit. Remember that night you came down to my locker room at the Canino fight? You said, kid, it's not your night. Not my night. You and my brother, Charlie, you should look down for me a little bit. Somebody should have looked out for Gordon a little bit. Yeah, you know what? You know, I can hear the other voice in my head from other shows going, what did you expect? Where did you think you were? Where did you think you were?
You're in the fucking casino. If you won, it would be an accident. And I don't believe in accidents. <laughs> you know what? And also, you know, I, I think we have, this is barely articulated fucking rage connected to this because the reality of it is we now know the next two or three steps, just like we've seen it with O'Malley. Since that scare where he got his ankle hurt and they're like, oh, we got to keep this, this gravy train rolling. This, com- this company guy who says, oh, you don't need a manager. You just got to build your brand. And so by hook or by crook, you got to keep that guy in the mix. The question is, does the guy know it? Does Muhammad Ali really believe that he beat Sonny Liston the first time? You know, to fix something, you don't have to, everybody doesn't have to be in on the kill take. That's not the way that works. I'm going to throw a football game. I don't have to have the whole football team. It's on a need-to-know basis. And I can tell you, you don't have to have any need-to-know fucking security clearance to know at the outset of that fight that everybody wants the Pimlet show to continue. But he got fucked up. Not, not, it didn't win the fight. He got fucked up. Look at Joe Rogan's face. Hold Jogan's face at the when they announce it. Somebody's putting that out on video. That is churse. That is a churse peach of video because he goes, hey, what's going on? Why can't I see the chats? Are you, you can usually see the chats. Pop out chat. Nope. Oh, there we go. Man, that's weird. Something weird is happening. I'm just now seeing the chats. Sorry. I thought you guys were like just unusually quiet. <laughs> I'm going to read them now. Uh, writing is pretty frustrating. Yeah. Uh, I am, man, with Secretary of State. I'm not telling you. You got to buy the book. But also, I'm not telling you. Because you'll look her up, and then you go, Eugene, oh, bro. And I go, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> uh, let's see. So <laughs> from Fight being his new memoir. I think I think so. The right stuff. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, the man, yep, yeah, Patty said he tapped out. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah. I looked surprised when he won, but yeah, no. Patty the Batty was was popular, man. They they love this guy. This thing with with um this thing with the dog poop. I mean, look, they're building somebody. But listen, it the, the way they build somebody, it's super important, right? They've learned some lessons from the accused anal rapist Connor McNuggets. They've learned some fucking lessons from this, right? Their intent is not to build another Frankenstein monster. It's like, oh, we're going to build another Frankenstein monster and hope that this one doesn't fuck us like the last one. No, no, no. Listen, first of all, the accused anal rapist, Connor McNuggets, is barreled. He's nowhere. He's a nowhere man. And they, look, they're, they're milking him the way they should milk him now. They say, okay, he's going to fight Chandler. That's a good fight. We don't like to watch Chandler fight because he wins. We don't give a shit. We, we, we know the guy puts it all on the line and really it's, it's going to be an exciting fight. And he, as long as he's doing that, he can stick around. 
Give me a guy who wins but is dull. I don't give a fuck where that guy lives or dies. But keep in mind, we're not talking sports. We're talking entertainment. I don't know. It seems to me. It seems to me that that Pimlet was on the on the road to you know, and he's got the funny haircut, and he's got all these people with wigs and the you know, and the um, you know, I, come on, come on with this, and the shirt and the and the hand gestures and the and the weight gain, and now we're all dialed in. There's fifty putties eating the cheeseburger, whatever, bro. Here, you know what? You know what that is in front of you. Hey, Mr. Horse, you know what that is in front of you? That's your fucking cart. You know where it should be? It should be behind you. They create these monsters. Ah, goddammit. They create these monsters. And we all in the hunger for that little bit of, you know, little bit of something different. We're just like, ah, man, that's kind of cool. The it factor. They spent like 10 minutes talking about the it factor. Ah. <laughs> uh... God damn it, that was fucking painful. And and you know what? You know, and the best part was Gordon who was like, oh, I'm not fucking out. Yeah, I'm fucking out. You know what? I, I like Ulysses S. Grant once said, I've been fucked and I can feel it. How did you expect that anything else was gonna happen? I don't say you complain, I say you shoulder your burden with, with, with without complaint, but you know, uh uh you gotta check on. But it's just in some egregious fashion like that, you know, but come on. You know, and you remove that fight from the card and we don't feel nearly as bad about things. By which I mean, you know, Jan Blachowicz came up with a great strategy. Why he didn't follow through once he had the guy, he still thought the guy was a threat on the ground and he was right. But in the interim, in the interim, where you di- dismastered the guy, when you ankle left, when you fucked up his leg so bad, you could see he was like, all of it was rushing under the table. Like, God damn it, I lost this fight. And that's when you, he wouldn't have been thinking about putting anything on the ground. And he wouldn't have had the wherewithal to actually move those legs around to try to, to, to positional grappling in any kind of way that would have benefited him. And at least you would have had top, you would have had top control. Um, uh, uh, um, you had top control. But you did what you did long enough. So any close, if they've gone one way or the other, any closing, a draw is just unusual. That's fine. Jan was a man. That's fine. Ankalev. And, you know, now you got Kenny Roth, you know, sending letters. Easy, Robinson. Easy. There's a critic of Kenny Roth who was in another country and was just killed. So, oh, and then, yeah, and, and yeah, and then, yeah, there you go. And Danny's got it right. The fucking bald one shitting on Gordon at the presser. Are you, are, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? If I was Gordon at that presser, I'd stand up and take a shit on the stage. And they would say, what are you doing? Are you crazy? What am I doing? Business, as usual, oofsie style. Could you give me that tablecloth for a minute? I mean, seriously, seriously, stop with that. 
We just because you say it is so doesn't make it so. Just because you say it so doesn't make it so. You can't have it both ways on this one. You can't. There's something wrong with the judging on 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 the, on the main, but nothing wrong is wrong with the judging on the co-main. You love this kid because he's a gravy train. He's in that special delta spot where you want to get your the fans of tomorrow you want today. Yeah, but <laughs> you know. What do you think I became a Johnny Boney Joni fan because he's a snappy fucking dresser? You out of your mind? It's because of what he's doing in the cage. But that's not the way things work nowadays with influencers. Listen, let me tell you something. If you knew what some of these, and they always truck out these influencers, they make $30,000 a month. They da, 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 da. You know what this is like? A friend of mine walks into a room and he walks up. There are a bunch of guys sitting on a couch in front of an open fireplace. He goes, what are you losers doing? What are you losers doing? And he comes around and sees that there's a big piece of metal sticking out of the fireplace. And he goes, what the fuck is that? They go, it's a brand. A brand. So are you going to brand yourselves? Yeah. Okay. Um, go ahead. Well, we're trying to work up the nerve to do it. He goes, oh, you guys are such fucking losers. And my buddy grabs the brand and jams it on his shoulder, throws it back in the fire. He goes, there you go. There you go. It was his fraternity initials, Zeta or something or other. And I, he's telling me the story. And I go, what did they do after that? Well, they're not, they got some balls. They got, And I go, well, tell me. You know, you played it off. Did it hurt? He goes, like fucking hell. It hurt me, unbelief. So, you know, officiating is good in one fight, bad in the other fight. You're trying to build this guy. You don't give it. I mean, you know what? You know what? You know what? You know what can I tell you? I I I I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know. And, and the thing is, everybody. Um, you know, everybody. Everybody on that card should be fucking angry. Everybody on that card should be angry. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, it's like, man, I, I served the appetizer. It was great. I served the, the dessert. It was great. I served the fucking digestif. That was great. I served the... It was great. The main course was a little shaky, but then... You know, an antipasta, man, we fucked it up. Ah, this Mr. Is. We fucked it up. How could we fuck it up? And then the guy who runs the restaurant goes, we didn't fuck anything up. It works the way it's supposed to work. That's fine. Okay? All right? All right, Baldy? That's fine. That's a, It worked the way it's supposed to work. So what you've told me is, fuck you. I got you. But what you can't tell me is, you're a fucking dupe and you're wrong. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You could tell me, fuck you. I don't care if you like it or not. Gotcha. I do what I want, like my memoir. I do what I want in my own house. Okay. But you tell me, you're an asshole for thinking that, that, that you're right here. Nah, 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 pretty boy. Pretty bald boy. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way.
You keep it up. You keep it up. You keep it up. Go, keep it up. Just keep it up. There's a now a nexus, a fuck you and a find out nexus. Go ahead. Keep it up. Keep that shit up, buddy. You got nothing to lose. Keep it up. Vince McMahon could use some company these days. And listen, and let me go back to Ankalev. I see you see what I did there. I put a little. Sp- that was a bad noise. They're making the video down the Oxbow video downstairs. Those of you who are just getting in here have no idea why I'm sitting where I am. scary. Look it, man. I'm on the set of the video. <laughs> Backstage. So I put some more, some more space between me and the Kadriov thing. So Kadriov is writing letters saying, you know, I thought you were a man, bald one, to do the right thing and give, you know, Uncle Lev the belt. And Uncle Lev is going, I don't even know where I am. And I get it done. Hey, relax, bro. You didn't blow anybody out. You put yourself in that position, you know? Is walk in with the belt. <laughs> and you do realize they're not having any fucking, they're not having any oofsie events in Chechnya anytime soon. So shut the fuck up. Yeah, it, it was it was a drag. Would it have been, I mean, you know, I've seen majority draws before. Well, it's upsetting. That means that it, it was close enough, so I didn't feel it was upsetting. The gracious, the greater portion of graciousness was in in uh, in uh, uh, Jan Bachman's going. Whatever, I think he won, and I think he won too. Why? Because I didn't see Jan have any answer for his ground stuff. You kicked his legs out from one of them. You you nullified his stand up stuff, and yet you didn't capitalize on it because you were afraid of the ground stuff. And you know what the problem is. You said it. You're going to address it. You go work with the Berserker fight team. I'm telling you, I've trained there. These guys are killers. It's in, in uh, Stetchin. Do it now. Tell him, tell, tell Piot, Eugene sent you. But there were other fights on the card, right? Like, I don't know why I picked Bryce Mitchell, lunatic that he is, over Tapuria. I don't know why. I, You know, I'll tell you why. Kungal is why. Kungal? What are you talking about, Eugene? Kungal? Kungal? Yeah, Kungal. He's the one who caused me to mistrust anybody with an undefeated record. It's just no way it's possible. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> Danny, is that true? Uh, my mother-in-law is going back on Monday. That's not good news. I got property in Poland. That's very bad news. I need to read the news instead of executive producing Oxbow videos. So, so Tapiria, you know, was undefeated, and I didn't, I didn't pick him to win this fight. I, I picked Bryce, and Bryce said, "Yeah, Tapuria is a hot shit, but is he willing to die in there?" You know what? You're getting the Sean Strickland Award. I love the tough talk. I love the tough talk. Why'd you tap out, then, bro? Huh? That I'm willing to die in there, then you know. I find as a black belt in jujitsu, 
the greater portion of my defense is my willingness to die in there. I get guys who put moves on me and I go, man, that shit is tight. Um, <laughs> hey man, I, I don't want, I don't want to roach your buzz. You know, <laughs> this is a good show to watch when you've taken some mushrooms, just ease out the dulcet sound of my voice. You may not be the only one on mushrooms on the show. You may not be the only one on mushrooms doing the show. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, so Bryce taps out. I don't know what to tell you. Man, guys, a guy got me in some lapel choke the other day. And I'm like, man, and I, could, I started seeing those lights at the end of the long hallway that you see. And it was weird, right? It was uh, it was like, because it's a, a blood choke. It's especially weird because you can still breathe. You're like, ah, fuck that mother. The lights start going. You go, Oh, I'm about to go out. The only reason that you like you, because if you get your look at the clock and you start to internalize the clock, you know where it is. And you just go, I got to take it right to the edge because you don't want people standing over you after you've gone out. That's just because cell phones, you got to know if I go out, I got to be able to regain consciousness before those pricks run off the mat, get their cameras and come back and take a picture. That's the key. That's the key. So Toporia is a big care. I'll never, uh, 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 yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. That, that is, yeah, JB's got it right. That is very much true. But he was fucking him up. Yes, he was. Bryce was, uh, I felt outclassed. But when I say outclassed, I say it with a very different fucking tone here. When I say outclassed, I mean, no matter how much time Bryce Mitchell spends in, 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 the, in the training room, he will never be able to, you know, uh, uh, not now. Not now, not ever. Now he had the best chance. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, but this ever could, who knows? Oh, my tongue is killing me. So, um, but, but, you know, he acquitted himself well. So he still got a career. You know, wake up, shake that shit off, look past Wednesday, and you still got fights that people make. And they know your name, and you got your camel shorts. Uh, yeah, man. So, Till, that shit was heartbreaking. What is that thing? What is that that that, that line from that movie where some guy gets into a fist fight, gets the worst of it, and he said, then he says, you know, he's running away. He says, yeah, I'll be back, motherfucker. He says, You're not coming back. You're not coming back. I think the implication in the movie is now that you're making extended extended threats about coming back, we're going to murder you and you're never coming back. So, um, but I think, I think he's, no, I don't even think, I don't, I don't even think because, you know, he represents a lot of painful stuff to the UFSI, right? I mean, listen, you had age on Sage Northbutt's side. Okay, it was an experiment. We brought him in young. He was not seasoned. And we could look by, we could look past the obvious oofsy failures in that instance. But they were built trying to build a whole post post Bisping franchise on the narrow shoulders of a Darren Till for the UK. And he was doing a lot of tough talking before the uh uh uh, uh George Masvidal fight. And then, you know, it never it so it's it was like a bad court. It's like Making the guy from Balenciaga who did the like 
the 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 S and M thing for kids. <laughs> they rolled that cat out there, man. They rolled him out there and made him apologize. <laughs> and you know, you know that there were meetings and like, how are we gonna get out of this? How, how we we gonna how do we beat this? Is get him out there. Get him out there. You're taking the fucking heat for this. If you want a job, you get rid of the right now. And the guy, the little, the old little designer, the creative director was like, I, I did this thing. You know, I did this thing. And they were, yeah, you're going to take the heat. You're going to take the heat for this. So, uh, so Till represents, you know, a failed attempt at building the UK market and, and, and at least a satellite a sphere of influence away from accused anal rapist Connor McNuggets, you know? I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, no, I do know. I can't feel sorry for this guy. Like Mr. Marcus said, he knew what the job was when he took it. So now you're a sidekick. You know who you are? You're Ed Giuliani, also known as the bird. Nobody but nobody knows who I'm talking about if I say Ed Giuliani, the bird. You have to be an old fucking guy like me to know who I'm talking about or have alternatively be obsessed with Pumping Iron, the movie. He's in the movie. He didn't have a really astounding career of any note that you should know who he is. But he was just a kind of a cool character in the movie and pumping iron and was friends with all the right guys. Like, you know, no, I don't say right guys, like it benefited him, but you remember him. Yeah, stop that guy, fucking Shabazi. Stop it. I didn't pick him to win. And I might and I still won't pick him to win again next time. I'm hearing music. This this room is miserable that I'm sitting in. At least the theater downstairs has got heat. This backstage upstairs thing, I'm dying here. I'm, this is like uh, some Jack London story to build a fire. I'm dying here. By the time I get to the end of the show, I'm going to be going in a hypothermic shock. I could say anything. So, um, so Till is done. He's done. He's done. Executive gatekeeper. I don't think so because to be, look, if I get a job as an executive gatekeeper in real life, if I get a job as a maitre d' in real life and I show up to that job with no pants on, uh, I don't have that job for long. By which I mean, if I'm not mentally suited for the job, forces greater than myself will guarantee that I do not keep or maintain this job. You know, you think this, this guy was a kid. You think he was, did not know he was the great, fucking British hope. Yeah, at this point, open up, your, take what little money you have left, open up your fucking own gym or take your family and move to Thailand and do something because this shit is not happening. Other sports beckon, bro. I don't know what to tell you. It's professional slap league. That's a big thing I hear. I hear that's, that's really, that P PSL is up there with PBR. Now, if only the oofsie could change to a nice acronym with a P in it, somehow, PFL, PBR, PSL. No, 
He's Phantom Tollbooth. He's looking at the number on his card, and what's that number? Oh, that's when they're going to call you. There are five digits in it. Yeah. Yeah, there are. You know, beyond that, Shabazi, and I don't know. I, I, you know, I watched every single fight. Oh, man, I just got drowsy. It's the cold up here. I watched every single one. Lange and Bula, I felt bad about. Yeah, yeah, me too. I feel sorry about that. The 18-year-old, that kid, you know what? That kid's smart. I, I like that kid. Because he did what most young people didn't do. <laughs> He's like, hey, I need some money. Quoting the lifting line from Spinal Tap, do I have to come right out and say it? Give me some money. Fuck that. Said all the right things leading up, and then said, "I don't need money because I need." But look, he fought a guy who was sixteen and nine. This was a gimme. All right, this was a gimme. But you know, afterward, with uh, he's like, "I want to buy my mom a minivan so she could drive me to the performance." That was cute. That was cute. And you should give him the money. And I think he did get the money. It was a nice nudge, you know. It, the, the ball one didn't feel like he had to get his back up and put his balls out there. I mean, I, I don't give you the money. I give you the money. You just said the same thing. No, I didn't. I just said, I don't give you the money. I give you the money. Did you, did you hear the difference? No. No. <laughs> and the kids got, listen, and then the, the interesting uh, uh, thing, I don't know where, where it came to show because I watched half the show, the, the kid went to sleep, and I got in bed and just put headphones on. She's sleeping next to me, so I had to hold it like this so the light wasn't in their eyes. And they had some interview with Gordon Ryan. They said, well, what about the lure of MMA? He goes, well, when I'm no longer dominating it, maybe when one of my teammates is dominating uh, uh, um, ADCC, you know, uh, maybe maybe I'll take But, you know, John Danner keeps telling me, no, everything he says is right, so... I realized that years ago, uh, Sorrell said to me, MMA is fucking stupid. Stupid. Don't do it. Well, you know, he's right. And largely, he's right. I've had like nine MMA matches in a smoker league from SF Fight Club. Lost two, you know, like like one seven. But I guarantee you, couldn't be doing it now. But I'm at jujitsu seven days a week now, except for today. I didn't go today because my call time on the video was like eight. Wake up in the morning, the deaf cat pissed all over the kitchen floor. Like there was so much piss. I'm sure that cat pissed there three times. Fuck that deaf fucking cat. I can't have dreams about putting him in a pillow, pillow, uh, what do you call those things? A pillowcase and swinging that thing into the walls until it's a silent, red smeared mess. Sorry, I'm from full memoir mode here. You're in my house. <laughs> you don't like what's in here? Turn the show off. Yeah, some guy, some guy with the Substack was like, "I don't, I'm not very interested in your music." And I got, hey, buddy, I guess you used to write letters to the editor. You know what I got for you? Just to show you, my heart's in the right place. Not one, but two sweaty, smalty nuts for you to gargle on. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, man, that the deaf cat is not like that, Mr. Z. The deaf cat is not like that. Fuck that piece of shit. That motherfucking piece of shit. I hate that fucking cat. No more, no less because of the, the large amounts of urine that are deposited on my kitchen floor. <laughs> but that's not what the show is about. The show is not about incontinent cats. Yeah, and you know that cat, you know that cat fell off an 11-story building and survived. Survived specifically to coat the bottoms of my feet with his urine. Yeah, he was on when he was in Poland. He was in and some bird flew by and he jumped off the balcony. Yeah, man. No, nah, I can't. Can't. Not my cat. So uh, so anyway, so there were other fights on the card. What what am I missing? The kid, kid's smart. See if he lasts. You know, clearly they had. There's a blueprint now. A given marquee guys, of seemingly marquee inf- influencer fighters. Maybe that's uh, uh, the ifs. Oh, that, maybe that. I think that feels like it's gonna stick. The ifs. What do you mean the ifs? The influencer fighters. Sugar Shane O'Malley. Well, he doesn't have to actually beat anybody to get the public's eye. Ooh, look at that rainbow-colored hair. Ooh, and Patty the Sucky is trying to say right now, you guys don't think I won. You can all go fuck yourselves. Oh, really? Oh, really? We can go fuck ourselves. (laughs) Really? Who are you going to fight? It's pretty clear that you're not going to, I mean, it's pretty clear that you're not ready for rougher and tougher. Oh yeah, Buckley. I, I picked Curtis, so I was happy. I, well, you know, well, and Curtis said it best. There's no bad blood between us. We train together. We know each other. I just think he got excited. He's trying to gin up the fight. That's that's nice to say when the other guy's still looking at the ceiling. You're on your back looking at the roof of the church. The preacher's telling the truth and it hurts. I, I like Curtis, but uh, his fight style was really weird. He was like. I was like, okay, if it goes to the judges and you get a decision against you, I don't want to hear any crankiness like it was with Jack Hermanson. I thought you won, but I, no, I didn't think you won, but he came up with a strategy of fleeing you and you let him get the best of you. Yeah, go eat. Food is good. Yeah, man. So, but you know what? The fight was good. It, it all depends. If they but blench, you know your course. The bald ones act at the post-fight presser doesn't fill you with hope, so it feels even worse. It's like complaining to the maitre d' or the restaurant owner, you know, there was dog shit in my fucking pudding. And the guy says, dog shit? That is high-quality dog shit, and you should be lucky I let you have it. It wasn't dog shit. It was a special French fucking pudding that you're too unsophisticated to know. Or it is dog shit, and you'll take it. Because I said so. What are you going to do with his ankle situation and caddy Roth? What are you going to do with that now? <laughs> Start talking tough. I, I saw you where you had to deal with uh, uh, Jimmy. Uh, yeah, oh, Patty the Pudding. That's better than Patty the Sucky. But pudding, I like pudding. <laughs> I, look, and the thing is, the thing is, this is total snatching defeat from the jaws of victory because let me tell you, 
there were there was a lot of upside to Patty. Patty the Sucky had upside. He look even in the course of the fight, he was a gamer. He was he just did not win that fight. He got done dirty. So what happens when you what happens if how does Patty save this? He didn't have anything to do with the judge's decision. Like I said, you're gonna fix the fight. How many people you have to get a hold of? He's the last guy to know. How do you if you're Patty? How do you handle this so that we don't feel like like we do about him now? How do how do we do that? Yeah, I, I would I would do that. Yeah, pay him, pay him, pay. He's comfortable with that. I know plenty of fat guys who I like. No, nah, no. Nah. Patty is sucky. I don't know too many people who suck that I like. So that works. So Patty is sucky. Listen, they announce it. He's standing there. And at one, it, this is, I can mime the whole thing for you. That's it. You know, they announce it. Then you go, <sighs> like, and then the false humility, already pre-signified by the hand on the chest. Get the hand on the chest, and you maybe you look up. I mean, if you got those proclivities, you do the, the fingers to the God. And then you look over your opponent. You're like, yeah, it was a shit decision, man. I'm, it's God favored me today. I don't know what. I, I can't figure it out either. You know what I'm I don't. I don't know. And then you know. They raise your hand, you take your hand, you 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 clap for Gordon, and then you clap to the audience, say, and then they put the mic in front of your face, and you go, you know what? I was off tonight. I gotta apologize uh, for not delivering. I know you guys deserve the best, and you get the best out of me next time. And I wanna thank you, Jordan, Jared Gordon, you're a tough guy, you're really, you know, I'm gonna go back to the drawing board and really put work on putting things together, and then you get the fuck off the stage. You don't show up at the pro, pro, pro fight, pre, post fight presser. Where's Patty the Batty? He had to go to the hospital, creating the illusion that maybe there was something wrong with physical. And then you just kind of go, ah, man, yeah, weird things happen. Let us turn our attention back to Sal D'Amato and Doug Crosby and the other fucking vision questers. But he doesn't do that. He does not do that. He goes big. Fuck you. Fuck. He goes Shinya Aoki. Fuck you and fuck you and fuck you and fuck you. And then somebody said, he knows nobody's cheering as he leaves. Everybody took those sad little wigs and put them in their backpacks or their back pockets or left them on their seats. Little clown show comes to a stop. Mommy, we have to lock the doors now. Our son, Patty the Batty, is Patty the Sucky. He cannot come home. I don't know what to tell you. I don't tell you, you know, you know, having paid for the fight, I feel like I totally wasted my money. And I want a refund of the money I paid to watch that fight. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. What I get telling you right now is this. I want you to pre-order that book, the memoir. Pre-order it now. You know, mostly the reason I want you to pre-order it now is so that the publisher goes, man, this is really looking good. I'm going to sign him on to do, because it only goes from birth to like 27. 
You know, I, you know, maybe we should do a second version. But the version that everybody wants—that's that I can—that'll never happen. I'll never be that comfortable to let you in the house and show you everything. Why? And the guys at jujitsu think, you know, it has to do with crypto homosexuality. <laughs> like, hey, man, if I was out there sucking dick, I would tell you, unlike some people who claim that they would tell you they would suck a dick, I would tell you I would suck a dick because it's same shameful about sucking dick. I have a dick. I'm pretty happy to have it get sucked. You know, I don't hold anything against people who do the sucking. I don't care. However, however, not everybody who's deigned to spend a little bit of time with me needs to have their shit blasted to the world. Yeah. Yeah, we always oh, say, JB, rather have them go full, full grip. Um, yeah, I don't know about that. I, I, I like the Wizard of Oz moment where I could see behind the curtain there with O'Malley. And he, then he should, I didn't win. Oh, I didn't win. I know a guy who killed a friend of mine. He stabbed him in the heart and he died. Uh, my friend was named Scott Vollmer. And he had brought a guy uh, from Santa Cruz to a party in San Jose. And the guy was black. And the guy was talking to some white woman. And the guy, uh, Michael Elrod was his name, didn't like it because he was a skinhead. And he started to try to fight with the guy, the black guy. And Scott stepped in between them and goes, hey, man, there's no need for this. The knife came arcing up, hit Scott in the chest. He died on the spot. Dead on the sidewalk. Elrod goes to prison, I think, for 15 years, something like that. He's out now and lives in Oregon, I believe. He's got a wife and kids. And he went into prison. Uh, neo-Nazi skinhead, possibly, allegedly. And uh, when another friend of mine came, went to visit him or saw him, he at first he was felt terrible and guilty and terrible. And he'd been drinking that night and felt terrible, terrible, terrible. Uh, and then he he went to visit him again, and, and he was com he was completely fucking unrepentant. So that guy had it coming. Who did it do it? And then he went to visit him again, and the car that he chose to ride in, he's now Emmy. <laughs> so he's dressing like a, 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 a Sudeño with the bandana and the flannel, and he's talking in a fake Mexican accent, man. <laughs> this is the not neo-Nazi racist skin who stabbed my friend Scott Vollmer because he was defending a black guy who was talking to a white woman. And now, homie, he's talking like this in prison, man. <laughs> People change and adapt, I guess. You know? Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, so um, so I'm undecided. I'm undecided whether I like Patty O'Malley's reaction, but we know what to call them now, those ifs, those influencer fighters. They don't have any hold shit. They don't do anything for me. But like you said before, sports not built on guys like me or maybe you. It's built on the 30-day plans. Because we, why? How does that, Eugene? Well, because they changed the growth delta. I'm either watching every fight or I'm stealing every fight that I watch. But then I'm not all of a sudden having a party, inviting over my 20-sometime friends 
you know, and the, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah, yeah, that he he busts loose with these jokes that nobody. So Joe Rogan, you're gonna pay me for this? And Rogan's like, what the fuck is that? You don't know anything about the media. We don't pay for interviews. <laughs> anyway, this is two, four, one of the Eugenius Robinson Show Stomper. I can hear it's gotten quiet. I got to go film my portion of the music video. Hey, look at this. Courtesy of Ryan Kent. You check out his spoken word record. I try to do commercials for everybody who I dig. And then I'll try to figure out why I have to have now a separate window for the chats. How come the YouTube Creative Studio is fucking me over? I can't believe it. Anyway, I can't scream because I don't know where they are in the filming. It could be the quiet part of the song. So uh, unlike the, the show that's quiet at the beginning because of the kids sleeping, this would be quiet at the end because I don't know where they are in the, in the video. So uh, Monday afternoon, I didn't do Care, Don't Care because uh, my call time was too early. I think I, I scraped the bottom of the barrel anyway. I think I came in last place again. So who really cares? Tuesday afternoon, though, it's uh, If the Shoes Fit, even though we have another video to film on Tuesday, I'm expecting we'll be done by 8 o'clock at night. Yeah, bro. 16 takes the other day almost fucking killed me. So uh, anyway, just two, four, one of the Eugenius Robinson Showstopper. We'll see you soon. Uh, uh, Pre-order that book uh, or at least read the sub stack, you know, and uh, look what you made me do.